Yo, P. Rob. P. Robin and Bill and son. Wow, I, I was actually surprised. I, I was just messaging you on Instagram. We had some technical difficulties, everyone, but uh, welcome, P. Rob, to the show. Oh, snap, we're live. Yeah, <laughs> What's we're up, on, everyone? Well, we're not live. We're just recording. Yeah, know, yeah, but no you know what I mean. So. You know, live on the spot. Yep. What's going on, people? What's going on, world? So where are you at these days? Because I'm way up in Maine, like next to Bangor, three hours yeah, north of Portsmouth. You're out in the sticks, man. I'm actually uh, I'm in the seacoast area, so we're about an hour north of uh, we're about an hour north of Boston. I'm in Dover, yep. so it's like uh, yep, yep, right right near Portsmouth, about an hour hour north there. Yeah, man. So you guys get originally... crushed. Well, sorry, crushed. I was just get... gonna say, did you guys get crushed last night? No, we didn't get that much. We got like maybe three or four inches, mostly this morning. Nice, yeah. We got covered in ice. We just got like sleet and ice. Was 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 the thing. You know, you know how it go, New England, baby. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> fun living up here, I guess. But it's life. It's you're about to ask me something. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to well, cut you off. Well, what I was going to say I... is, um, so you're originally from New Jersey. How did you end up in the Seacoast area? Because I feel like I met you at a WSCA live show. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I came out to uh, the Ape the Grim uh, uh, bug out Cody Pope uh, trio that that show that was going on that night. That was dope. That was uh, that was cool because I just moved to uh, the Seacoast area and that was like the first intro to local hip hop that I had. And I was I was like elated that, uh, you know, that was like a big concern of mine moving up here. But, um, you know, I uh I ended up getting up here because uh, my one of my best friends that I served with in the army, um, we were in the same same uh, battalion together. We were always mad close, and he was like, "Yo, just like you know, come visit me in New Hampshire." And I'm like, you know, like when we're in the army, and I'm from Philly. I'm from the the, the Philly area, so you know, I was like, "Man, what the hell is in New Hampshire, man?" Like you know, cow farms and shit. <laughs> like, like what's, what's in New Hampshire. And he's like, nah, man, you, you might actually dig it. So we, uh, took a trip and, and we would do like snowboarding trips and stuff like that. And just fun, fun New Hampshire stuff. And, and every time I, I just remember this place being specifically like, uh, you know, like why, why do I hate leaving here every time I leave here? Like, like mm -hmm. there's other vacations I've gone on. I've gone down, you know, to, you know, cruises and vacations and all that stuff. And like, usually the last like day or so I'm like, you know, kind of itching to get back, but not, you know, reluctant to get back to work, but kind of itching to get back to life and, and get back home. But for some reason, New Hampshire, every time I would leave, I would just like dread it. And it just always resonated with me. And then years later, uh, my my girl and I came up uh, to Winnie for like a week and then we're eating breakfast in Portsmouth and I look at my boy and, and I was working at TD Bank at the time and uh, I looked at my boy Mike and I was like, yo, man, they got TD Bank right downtown here in, in Portsmouth, man. Like I could I could work there and be happy. You know, I was just clowning. And uh, he looks he looked at me deadpan and he's like, yo, man, like you could you could do that. Like if you wanted to do that. So we kind of were already primed to, to move somewhere. We were thinking like somewhere in Pennsylvania, like outside Philly. Um, we just weren't really vibing with South Jersey too much anymore. And, uh, 
And then we just like coming back from winning me and my girl looked at each other and we're like, yo, like you want to actually try this? And, uh, and we did, and we just like made a whole life move and came up to New Hampshire because we loved it. And, you know, it's wonderful up here, man. I love, I love being up here. It's a great place to be. That's crazy. I actually had only lived in New Hampshire besides just until September. And I've never heard anyone put it that way that they had come on vacation and just ended up moving here because they like it. Yeah. it It was just always that place. Like, like I just, I, I always took memories from it. Like I always had great food, great, great vibes with people, you know? And like, uh, I think like the biggest concerns were, were for me, for me, you know, obviously with art and music and, you know, we knew people were mad nice up here, but we, we weren't really sure about like everyday life. So we actually planned two separate trips to come up like a week at a time. And while it, you know, not during any, uh, any like special event, no distractions. Like we just came up and just went to different neighborhoods every day and just ate lunch and walked around and caught the vibe. And, uh, and Dover, you're familiar with Dover too, yeah. right? Like you, you, you've been around Dover, like, so Dover, Dover ended up being like the place that I always actually wanted to visit when I would visit too. So I just, I knew it was a dope town. So I was like, yeah, man, Dover, Dover's the spot. Yeah. Dover's come a long way. It's getting a lot better in the last like five years. 10 years yeah it's dope too because i've seen it i've seen it like evolve over the last like 15 years you know what i'm saying like i've been visiting wow you've been i've probably been long i've I've actually been visiting new hampshire it might be longer than 15 years i i've been visiting since like oh one so like collectively you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i was i was hanging out in dover with uh my boys i think there was just a few bars like all this new stuff that's that's up now you know this is all stuff that you know i got to see get developed so yeah. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool to like have that much longevity with a place. You know, I, I got a lot of love for, yeah, for New Hampshire cool. and the, the people here. Yeah, man. I, I love, uh, I love New Hampshire. Man. So being, it's a good being spot. From, from like the New Jersey and Philadelphia areas, like what did you think of when you thought of uh, New England hip hop or did you even know there was hip hop in New Hampshire? Yeah, man. Like I knew, um, so, so my one, my one homie, Rich Quick, rest in power, Rich Quick, man, from, from Philly, Philly legend, man. He, uh, I, I know he used to do a lot of legs up in mass and, and, you know, he would tour, he would do like Northeast corridor tours. And, and I always remember like flyers with, I think he was going to like different places in mass and stuff. So I was like, all right, like Rich is popping up there. Like there might be some, something going on. And my boy, uh, my boy, Mike, who was my, who was my best friend in the army that, that, you know, who who I was mentioning earlier, like, you know, before I moved up, he was like, Pat, like, you know, I know you love it up here, man. Like, you know, consider some things like, he's like, I don't, I don't really know like how the music scene is going to be up here. Cause he's not really out in, in live music all the time. Like as far as hip hop, you know, he, he likes to go see live music, all, all different genres, but not specifically hip hop all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and so he just wasn't sure about like the, the underground circuit and like what things look like here. So I was like, all right, man, like if there's live music, there's gotta be, some, there's gotta be other, other genres. So I was actually pretty shook, but I, I took it as like a, an opportunity as well, you know, because not only do I like to to create, but I also like to, you know, I like to be involved in, in like the community and music. And, and I, I like to do different things, you know, involving people in the music and like, um, I was like, all right, well, you know, if there's no, if there's no steady underground hip hop going on, like, you know, shows and stuff, like maybe I could, you know, help procure a, a show or, or, a, you know, showcase, you know, get a residency somewhere and get a showcase going or, you know what I mean? So I just took it as like a, a void that, that either 
maybe I just, there, there is music and I'm just not aware of it. And, and I could, I could jump in and, and have fun. Or if there wasn't any, you know, help create something and, and help build something. So I just took it as, as an opportunity either way, regardless of what, what was going to happen, you know, I was going to still create and, uh, and, and just do it whatever way I can get it done. But I ended up, uh, coming up here, man, when I met bug out and, and ape and all them dudes, like they were mad cool. And then I met, uh, you know, the kingdom cats, uh, Jamal and Joey and, and Mikey and all them. And, uh, and when I met them, actually Jamal was like the first, the first cat that I met, I reached out to Jamal cause I saw their, they were performing at the Kittery block party and he was on the newspaper and, and I just DM'd him. I was just like, yo man, like I'm a new cat up here. I'm in hip hop. Like, I'm not really too familiar. Like you guys are kind of the first cats that I seen out performing. Like, can I get down? And then he was like, man, like, why don't you come out and chop it up with us? And matter of fact, he's like, I got, you know, our first show ever at book and bar in Portsmouth. And he's like, I got a, I got an open slot. Would you want to come perform? So I was like, Oh shit. All right. So, <laughs> so the first time I ever met Jamal and then um, the kingdom cats was, was at a, you know, at a live performance. And uh, the most like mind blowing thing about that live performance was like, I get done my set it's like a rainy Monday night in Portsmouth. I get done my set. And then like Jamal comes up to me after I'm done my set. And he's like, yo, homegirl over there says she knows you from like 10 years ago. I'm like, man, I just moved to Portsmouth, man. Like nobody, know, you know, I just moved to New Hampshire. Like nobody knows me from here, you know? And, and he's like, nah, man, she says she knows you like go, go holler at her. And I, I turned the corner and it was, um, it was my homegirl Kathleen from, uh, from new fame, which, you, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. the new, the new fame girls. So, 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 you know, Kathleen, she, she booked my first solo set ever in Brooklyn, like, like literally like 12 years ago, you know what I mean? 12, 13 years ago was the first time I ever, it, it might be more like 13, 14 years ago. Like she booked my first solo set ever. And she was, she was managing a bar club down, down on Meserol Ave in Brooklyn called Club Europa. And it was bananas. Like she's been in Phnom Penh for like the last decade. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing in Portsmouth in a rainy bar? And just so by, by chance, you know, I moved up here recently and you and I have very, very specific connection. Wow. And we're just by chance in, in book and bar on a rainy Monday night where they never do hip hop this is the first time they ever let us do hip hop in there. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just bananas, man. Like the way the universe works, God's, God's funny the way he yeah. works. You know what I mean? Like, but um, yeah, I don't even know what the initial point was of all that, and I'm just rambling now. Well, I mean, uh, you answered the question, whatever it was. It was about, well, it was about New Hampshire hip hop, I guess. So, oh, I, contrast, you, well, yeah. Have you sure. ever heard of like uh, static or like terminology? And oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, even even Granite State when I when I first heard their name, um, sounded familiar to me. Um, Bug out and shouts the bug and them and and uh, and Doug. But, um, you know, as soon as I heard their name, I was like, yo, like, I think they sound familiar and I may have caught wind of them at some point. Cause I'm always, dig I'm, I'm always digging around on the underground circuit too, you know, like that's the stuff that I hunt for more than, than a lot of the, the eight, you know, the, the popular shit that's out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm always looking for lyricists or just new music to, to cop. And I love like staying in tune with the underground circuit. So I think, I think, you know, granted, I heard of when when uh, when uh, my man Jack from Joe's Pizza in, in Portsmouth, oh, yeah. he, he's the first he's the first Jack put me on. Uh, shouts to Jack, too, man. Um, 
he put me onto granite first and then i and then i saw the wsca show yeah and then i came out and met, met you guys and and i saw it and i was like oh shit man like new hampshire cats we got some lyricists and then and then you know ape shit was out there he was he was doing his hat, hat you know his hat dance hat dancing his, his his hat tricks man and he was crushing it and i was like and and he was spitting bars and, and bug out was spitting bars and i was like yo like these cats are getting down man i'm like all right you know like like i feel way more comfortable about being up here um instantly yeah. you know instantly as soon as i saw like it wasn't just rappers jumping on a mic like these cats were, you know, they, they were doing hip hop. So I was like, all right, cool. We got hip hop heads up here. And, uh, and I'm all about that, you know, like, like just more lyricists than, than rappers necessarily, you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. um, so I just felt really at home and, you know, Jamal, Jamal was really amazing at making me feel at home up here. And I started doing shows right away with them. And, and we started, you know, we started doing the, sh the shows and I found a studio in, uh, in Dover, New Hampshire, um, in, uh, in Dover. Uh, well, I don't know why I said New Hampshire. <laughs> I announced it. Uh, but yeah, so Chris Chase over at, uh, the noise floor, I, I needed, you know, my recording setup was kind of jacked up at the time and I needed, uh, some vocals recorded. And just by chance I met Chris, and at the the noise floor man and then it was a marriage like instantly chris is mad cool as soon as i walked into the studio he had like red man muddy water sitting on the the table at the side table you know what i'm saying i was like ah oh, this is my dude right here so yeah. him and i chopped, chopped it up we did the first song we loved uh, the experience and then i just brought all the rest of the album to oh shit yeah yeah the the newer album that that we just dropped last friday but um yeah, I, I ended up recording that whole album um, besides one track at, at the noise floor. Shouts to Chris. Right. What up, Chris? Yeah, I've heard his name definitely, but um, we'll get to the album in a little bit. But I just wanted to sure. finish off kind of where I started with um, – well, when you, when you went to WSCA, I remember you were taking pictures, and I thought you were just like a <laughs> photographer at first, actually. Yeah. I don't remember yeah, we if got you just uh, took pictures at that first show or if you performed. Yeah, I mean, I, I like – I like the, uh, the visual medium as well too. Um, so like, you know, I, I'm always, you could typically see me with a, with, you know, with my Nikon strapped around my neck. I, I like to go out if I'm not, I'm always a fan first, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I love to participate in music and in any type of facet, but you know, being a fan, being a fan and having a passion for the, the sounds is like what got me into it. So if I'm not, if I'm not rocking the mic myself, I like to, to have my camera in hand and support other artists that are that are performing and doing their thing and, and just getting dope shots of uh, people that I admire, just, you know, people in their moment, you know what I mean? I, I enjoy that, that whole experience. You know, I never, I never disregard, you know, discount that experience, man. So I, I love having the camera in hand. So, when I got ape, you know, one of my favorite shots of that night, apes, apes hat looks like it's just floating and rolling on his shoulder. It's hilarious. Mm, it's such a good shot. shot. I, I probably have. It's a dope shot. I'll re I'll re tag you. Up. Yeah. I'll re tag you up on him. I was digging through some the other day, but, um, yeah, man, just uh, hip hop in new England's dope, man. Like there, there's, there's cats out here that are, that are really doing it. that really care about the craft. And, and I was really, you know, pleasantly surprised to find lyricists and, and, you know, people that have put years into it. I mean, you know, the, the granite dudes, the kingdom dudes, like all these guys, they've really, they've really invested a lot of their heart and, and their minds and their, their life to, you know, to the craft and just for the love of it, you know, it's not like anybody's getting paid hand over fist. So, right. you know, cats really care about the craft. And I think that I'm, I'm probably surrounded by immediately surrounded by more more people that care about um 
they really care about the music and, and digging down into the details and engineering their their own stuff and like really digging into the, the macro than than I was when I was back home. You know what I mean? Like Philly, Jersey, so massive, and and that the, the typical the typical music act that you'll run by in Philly. You know, you got a lot of guys that have the talent, but not not too too many people like to dig into the engineering side of it or really digging into the carving out the music. Um, and I, I love the whittling uh, of music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've I've often been into carving. I make beats too. Um, so so anytime I can get in there and whittle and carve and engineer and really dig down into the music is, is where I like to be. You know, that's what keeps me busy. Yeah. So um, let's go back a little bit before we jump into the new album um, for you. Like really, where did it start off with um, becoming such a huge fan of hip hop? Do you remember like any certain albums that, you know, were your favorites way back that were a huge man. influence on you? Yeah. With me, with me, I was always into beats, you know what I'm saying? Like, like being a Philly kid, you'd always hear like the cars bumping and going by. And like, I was just always at block parties growing up. So I was always into dancing. So I b-boyed and I was, I was mostly a pop locker and, and, and I would b-boy with a couple of my homies um, that I grew up with. Uh, My, these Filipino brothers, uh, the Cuenca brothers shouts, the Ferdy Fur and and Eric, man, love y'all. Um, but they used to do all the groundwork and I would pop lock and we would just tear it up all the time. So, so I was into dancing and my brother was definitely more on, uh, you know, he was, he was on like the, like Wu was newer at the time, you know, he was on, he was on all the lyricists. Like, so my pile of CDs would be like doggy style, you know what I'm saying? Warren G, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It would be like Dre, like yeah. chronic, uh, naughty by nature. My brother's pile of CDs would be like, you know, like uh, Mob Deep, Wu Tang, uh, Kill Army. You know, yeah. Grave Diggers, uh, like any of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, and and he was a huge Gangstar fan too, my brother. So, he was really the first one to put me on a Guru. And my brother sat me down one day, and I think he handed me a Guru album, and he handed me Liquid Swords, and he, he handed me a Jizz album. And he's like, "Yo, like, he's like, I really want you to sit down and just listen." And he's like, "I know you like to dance, I know you like the the beats, but I want you to listen." And I was like, "All right." And my brother was writing rhymes <laughs> at the time too. He he's an, he's my brother's actually a really dope lyricist too, and um, and I actually sat down and I really listened to the lyrics and. It was uh, it was Bible. It was Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth by Jizza. Mm-hmm. I think it's the last song on the album. Yeah, and uh, and and that song when it, when I heard it, and I, you know, it it just did something to my spirit, man. He had a way to align how I was feeling about spirituality and life and dynamics and things like that. And and that song to this day, man, like like that song is is a Bible to me. That's that's literally like a chapter um, in his music that like will forever be in my catalog as a reference tool you know the same thing with a lot of guru a lot of guru stuff rock him stuff like these dudes were teaching me philosophy growing up you know these guys were like mentors to me and uh you know i had wu-tang in my my wall locker in in middle school you know all nine members all carved out of the source magazine (laughs) in different poses and shit you know what i mean almost like doing kung fu poses yeah and fighting each other like in my locker like so yeah, I was always into beats, man. And then my brother really was was one of the first influences. And then uh, my boy Armani, uh, MC Armani Rain, who's who really catapulted and, and became what he's supposed to be now. But uh, growing up, he was the illest rapper. Um, still one of the dopest rappers I even know. Um, MCs, man, just like huge influence, big bro to me in my immediate click. And he he really became uh, something big now. And uh, 
and we still talk to this day, but, but Armani is like one of my hugest influences to, to really be a lyricist and, and to, to care about, you know, my craft, but you know, he just showed me in real life what, what you could do with it. But yeah, man, it just had like being in the city influence on, on hip hop, man. It was just all around me growing up. My mom was in bands. So, you know, there was always music and, and always that pulse of Philly, you know, Philly in the summertime, you just hear, hear music bumping all day, wherever you go. So hip hop is always huge around me. Yeah. So when do you think you started recording and did you start you were saying you started with making beats first and then got into rapping? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I grew up with instruments in the house, so I had the little like Casio keyboard joint with the with the drum pads, the like yellow octagons on there, like a lot of beat beatsmiths like they, they remember that keyboard. I forget what like the code was, but I used to just make like little Wu-Tang style beats on my keyboard, just messing around in like middle school. And then uh, when I got into the army after high school. I was just always a fan and, and I had, I had beat ideas in high school, but I just didn't have any, like, I didn't really dig in. I didn't have any, uh, you know, I didn't have any equipment. So I, and I didn't really know anything about it, but I had I beats going on in my mind, like, damn, like if I could put that on a beat, that would sound dope. And then when I got in the army, they had this, uh, this janky software called EJ that my homie like ripped off like Kazaa for me or something like, and he was like, yo, I think this is beat making software. You said you like to make music, right? I was like, I want to make music. Yeah, that's dope. And he, he let me borrow it. And I started making these, just these, these trinket sound and beats on EJ. It was, they were super whack, but it was like still on, on, on like a readout, like you would have on like pro tools or whatever, like where it's the work surface and you could still, you know, put your, your building blocks of this, the sound samples and you would just connect them like Legos. So it was kind of like the little brother to like uh fruity loops or something, yeah. you, but it looked like it was a doll, you know, like it, it was a, it was a, it was a doll. It was software, you know, it was, that was my intro to making beats and, you know, they were super cheesy, but at the time I was just the freedom of being able to make new beats every day. I was addicted instantly. And people would ask me like, why do you like to do this? And I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't even know, like, I would just love to do something in music. And I love doing, you know, I like at the time I was writing raps for years, but just never told anybody. And, uh, and I was making beats and I was just writing raps and making beats for no reason. You know, it's just something that I really enjoyed doing that manipulation and being able to like be in a safe space and, you know, be in a peaceful spot. You know, I always enjoyed it. So that was probably like 2000. I think I got EJ and then I started messing with Fruity Loops after that. I copped the keyboard. And then uh, it wasn't really until I moved out to L.A. after I got out of the army and uh, and I went to this barbershop on, on Melrose and I sat next to this cat and he's like, yo, like you, we started talking about music and uh, I just got this this check from the army for for disability or whatever. And they they gave me like, I don't know, it was like like 13 G's or something like that. And I paid off a bunch of bills and then I had some money left and I, and I was like, damn, man, like if if I ever do this, like I need to do it now. Like if I'm, if I'm going to actually like invest and learn this craft a little bit more. So I went out and copped an MP 2,500 and some vinyls and some monitors and basic, a, a whole basic setup, laptop, all that stuff. And, uh, and I had no idea what I was doing. Mm. And, and I sat next to this cat, this cat haps, shouts to haps, what up haps? Um, my big bro, man, like we started talking about music when we're sitting, waiting to get our haircut. And then, uh, and then, I was like, yeah, I just copped this MPC 2500. He's like, yo, I got an MPC 2000. He's like, I could show you how to use it. And I was like, like word for real. And then 
next thing you know, he gave me my first piece of vinyl that day. He, he autographed it and shit. And, and I, I linked up with him and, uh, and then we started linking up with other cats, other MCs in the area that he was already cool with. And, uh, we ended up forming a group called, uh, LA's finest and we started rocking shows out there. So it was pretty crazy. Cause I went from like just rapping in the mirror to like, you know, writing rhymes by myself. Yeah. That um, is real cool. You know what I'm saying? Like I, living, I did an open. You were living in New Jersey, then Philadelphia and then LA. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I was in the army. And then uh, the first time I ever jumped on the mic in front of people, um, other than like talent show as a kid, I did naughty by nature, OPP in fifth grade, <laughs> uh, not OPP, but uh hip hop array. Yeah. That was the first time I had a mic in my hand and we had people's hands in, in the crowd up in the air. And I was, I was hooked since then, you know what I'm saying? Since, since naughty by nature, but, um, you know, um, yeah, Tretch, man, huge influence on me too. Um, huge, huge influence on me. So you, but, are you um, around 40 years old? Yeah. Yeah. I'm 38, man. I'm, I'm golden era. I'm golden era cat. Yeah. Like, so I came up, yeah, I came up, you know, making mixtapes. You know, I, I was like the cat walking through my middle school with like a, a boom box in my, my polo bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I actually had the first uh, CD boombox that Sony dropped and my brother had the first disc man that Sony dropped and we copped them simultaneously with our Christmas money that year. And he copped CDs and I copped a bunch of tapes and then, and I was just making mad mixtapes on my, my CD boombox. I had recording capability. I would do like the power 99s top nine <laughs> at nine o'clock when, when we were kids, that was like the hot shit in Philly that that Q one Oh two. And uh, I used to just rock mixtapes, just make mixtapes. And I would come, come on the bus the next day and just, you know, play all the hot shit for everybody on the bus. And that was kind of like my, you know, I was just always a fan. I was just always dancing or always in the music. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just super influenced by music all the time. So how'd you yeah. go from LA? You said, Oh yeah. Yeah. So you were at me like went from LA to when I first Brooklyn, recorded. And then how did that for, go into forming the Jersey Delphians? Yeah. So, so we had LA's finest pop and we did a joint with, with planet Asia on the West coast. We, we rocked a ton of shows and uh, that's really where I got my training wheels. And then I went through a, a divorce at that time. I was like in my mid twenties and I was like, man, like, like shit's heavy. I stayed out for like eight more months rocking shows and just kind of, and I was modeling at the time. I just kind of felt like I was floating around, man. And just around a bunch of strangers. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go home, went home and rebuilt. And when I, when I got home, I, I was, uh, rocking with my boy Schmitty, um, what up Schmitty over at, uh, sand and sun productions. So, uh, one of my really good friends, cousins, like his brother's actually in a, in a band called the movement. Um, they're, they're pretty big reggae rock band. Um, shouts to Jay, what up Jay, Gary. Um, but, uh, yeah, we were just running, we were rocking shows. I, I ended up signing to them as an indie, you know, indie artist, just signed it, signed to an indie label. And, um, and we just started rocking local shows and then Schmidt ended up bouncing. So I'm in Jersey now and I just have my equipment, you know, and like I ended up running into my childhood friend that uh, when I first got home, I'm, I'm like in downtown Philly, like going out to party, you know, I'm, I'm like burning it out because I just went through a divorce. I'm, I'm home with my boys. And I just hear somebody shout like, yo, Pat. And I'm like, what, like, what the fuck, man? Like nobody knows me. You know what I mean? Like why? Like, like who knows me in Philly right now? You know, I haven't been home in years. You so I turn like around and to random people in your life. Yeah. It's, it's my whole life, bro. Like, like when I tell you the, the put it this way, 10 years, when I was in LA, I was working in Beverly Hills. I was at Morgan Stanley in Beverly Hills. There's the same dude that welcomed me to Beverly Hills, Morgan Stanley, that he works with me at the bank that I work at now <laughs> in Portsmouth. That's fine. 10 years later. 
And he just so happens to be from New Hampshire. Like, like that's my whole life. You know what I mean? Wow. But so, so I turn around and my boy Shane is standing there. And I was like, oh, man, like, this is my my really good homie from from high school, man. Like, I love Shane. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know, what, what have you been up to? Like, yo, like, like I was he was doing college radio. He was he was like doing the hip hop segment of college radio. And he's like, yo, I got out of DJing, but he's like, I copped a beat machine. He's like, I got an MPC 2500. I was like, so do I. So <laughs> we ended up uh, both kind of having similar equipment and uh, we were both very I was maybe a little bit more ahead of him on, on some of the learning curve on some of the stuff, especially editing software. Um, and I was taking classes and shit. So Shane and I started melding together and he, he lived right down the street from me and he's always been one of my really good friends. And then we just reformed a friendship um, and picked up where we left off. And then, and we started making music right away. So we just started in a basement. I was literally, I had a basement room with no windows and uh, I, you know, my, my MP was like two feet from my bed and Shane and I would just sit down there late nights and just burn, burn and just make beats. And, and, you know, I'd be writing raps and he, he'd go home he'd keep making beats himself and I'd make beats by myself. And then we'd come back together, show what we just made. So that's kind of how the Jersey Delphian started, man. Like we, we thought about the group name and we're like, yo, we're kind of like hybrids, you know, we're, we're both from Philly and from Jersey at different parts of our life. Like, we're kind of in this cool place where nobody really knows about South Jersey and Philly's relationship. You know, we're, we're in a place called Jerseydelphia, you know, it's like you got the backyard of Philly, you got Camden, you got, you know, South Jersey, and then you got the shore, you got all these different uh, dissections of, of a, of a, you know, a place where there's just so many different walks of life. Cause you could talk to somebody from Philly and, and go 20 minutes over to bridge in New Jersey and the mentality is completely different between the two different people. You know what I mean? So we have a ton of diversity. So we're like, man, I think that we resonate, you know, with, with suburbia, we resonate with the, the city, you know, we're kind of this in this, this melting pot. And we just wanted to kind of represent the flavor of like where we're from, but also pay, pay homage to, to the classic stuff too. You know what I mean? Like we love the elements, you know, but um, that's kind of how the Jersey Delphians started me and Shane accidentally running into each other. He was like, yo, I seen you doing music out in LA. That's dope. And I was like, yo, that's sick that you're doing college radio. And like, you know, now you're making beats like, yo, like, like naturally, like, why don't we just link up? And then, uh, and then the rest is history, man. We just started cooking up and went from really super janky microwave style beats. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, and now, now getting blogged up globally, man, it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. That uh, cool. Jersey Delphine album is really good. Thanks, man. What the era to get back joint the, for the, the last joint we put out, right? The gray cover. I, I thought there was only one album. Is there, yeah, I mean, we, we had we had like an initial project. We we probably have. I mean, we have so much stuff on stash that will like. I don't know will ever be released, but um, we had a joint called uh, Hard Soul Basement Music was our first effort. That was like li literally straight out of the basement, and um, you know that was kind of like a mashup album of just some things that we had worked on that we we liked and wanted to put together on a project. So that was kind of like the first branding. And then we dropped a video out of that uh, out of that project called "Thank You, Baby" on the Ben Franklin Bridge, and then and then we just kind of cooked after that, man. We we made the the error to get back joint that got that ended up getting blogged up in uh, on OK Player, which was dope. I think uh, it was it was bananas. The the day that we we dropped that album, I think DJ Redmatic was like one of the first people to actually pay for the album, which blew my mind. It was That's it was crazy. it was nuts. 
yeah, so we ended up getting getting tossed into like a Beat Junkies uh, playlist. You know what I'm saying? Like like on the strength, just on the love, man. Like no no promo. You know, we don't have an agent, nothing, man. It's just two dudes that like boom bap. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like just just create music. You know, yeah. we we reach out to friends and shit, and we and we we try to project the music out as best we can. But you know, we don't have any branding. You know, we, we it's just literally all independent out of our hearts. You know that we do this, but you know. So it's it's is it you know. is it possible that there could be more albums from you guys or oh yeah yeah absolutely I don't think I don't I think that like we we'll go through phases like you know Shane will go through phases that he'll he'll hit either dry spells or he'll he'll just not feel inspired or or he'll just be or he'll be focused on a beat tape that he's working on like he goes through lulls and and you know crescent valleys like I do you know and like I'm the same way too like now that I've been in album writing mode for, for such a long time, like I kind of want to purge and go, go to the back scene and, and, and make beats, you know, but I, I'll, I'll flip flop back and forth. And then sometimes I don't want to pick up anything and just grab my camera and go into the woods, you know, and like, not say, not say anything or do anything uh, other than just sit there and take pictures and be peaceful. So yeah. I go through ebbs and ebbs and flows too with, with the creativity. But I think that, um, Shane and I are very eager um, to to make our next our next music. Uh, we already conceptually have uh, some ideas that we've been kicking around, and uh, and I think that we're we're just scratching the surface of making music that we've always wanted to make. If that makes any sense, yeah. you know what I mean. Like like we kind of we kind of like some of the stuff that we've made, but we don't we don't absolutely love everything we've made, and we just feel like we're we're perfect, like just scratching the surface of of starting to make good music now you know what i mean and like that's kind of how i always treat treat things too yeah you know like like try to get better like it's a work you know, in every, progress every track always always man like that's the fun of it you know what i'm saying like like i get to see the picture develop over time like it's not like an instant you know like instant gratification of a of a jpeg you know like big big deal but like i'm in like the dark room with the you know me and me and shane are in the lab in the dark room with you know we're watching the the film come to life yeah. you know what i'm saying and, and it's just, like it could be like making a movie or like a science project like when you're totally making man. an album because you know like you never know what's going to come out of it and ju- and just like you know the fear of like trying to keep up with your last best track like like i don't know a lot of famous people probably deal with that that label pressure and that and that that's just you know that popularity pressure and all that that stuff like like i don't really think about those dynamics man and like maybe because i've never been in that position you know but it's not something that like like i i i do it all for the love of it uh, at the end of the day and i think shane shane would would second that too and and i think a lot of it has to do with like our age bracket at where we're at now in our life and and the enjoyment that we get from making music versus trying to get on you know what i'm saying like i think when you're in your 20s like uh, or you know when you're in your teens and and a lot of dudes in their 30s i know a lot of dudes in, uh, around my age or uh, close to my age that are still really concerned we're getting on, you know, in the industry. And like, I understand that, you know what I mean? Like I, I get that. It all depends on the facet that you want to assume, you know, in this, in this industry. But for me, like, it's all about the, the ability, you know what I mean? Like, do you have the ability to make dope, dope music? And like, are like, are you the nucleus of your music? Like Shane and I are all about carving and, and actually creating it from scratch. Like, yeah, we sample, but 
the way that we mash up, you know, the way we flip samples or, or the way that we put it together is, is our own. And all of our music literally just comes from me and him. You know what I'm saying? It's two people and records and that's it. And just the bare bones, like, you know, the whole era of the get back, we recorded, you know, ourselves at the crib, like that's, you know, but the reason that the fidelity sounds decent, like the, the levels sound decent is because we spend time learning how to carve, you know, we spend time learning how to engineer, you know, yeah. compress things, you know, like <laughs> set effects. And like, like we, we dig into the session, actually go and carve. We're not just like, I'm not just a rapper on an MP3, you know, trying to recompress an MP3 and put it out on, on wax. Like it's, you know, well, you know, what's good we got about that. Um, what I liked about that album and the, the new album that you did with big O is they're both uh timeless, like classic high quality mm. hip hop albums. Like, mm. like, it's, thank uh, you. Like I, I don't wow. know when the Jersey Delphian album is from, but I mean, it doesn't matter. Like it could be from five years ago or 10 years ago or, or a year ago or, you know, or from yesterday that's that's dope to to say that phrase like i don't even know when it's from you know what i mean like that's that i would say if there's if there's certain certain uh comments you know what i mean that that if if shane and i were to write on a list you know what things that we would love here for you know to hear people say back to us about our music stuff like that like i don't even know when it's from man that's like that's the shoe shine right there, man. That's the, that's the beautiful stuff. Yeah. You know, like I, I had a cat tell me the other day, like I have this, this album on repeat, you know, and like, that's so sincere to me, like to, for somebody to like take time out of their day and listen to my music and, and say that I have it on repeat. Like I wanted to go back to it. It felt good enough to want it. I wanted it. And, and, you know, like everybody wants to be wanted, you know, and, and for, for people to come back to, to Shane and I, and give us kudos and, and, and really give us support and people show mad love, man. People show mad love at the show. People show, show mad love on, on the comments. And, you know, like it just shows, you know, like it, it's different, you know, when it's built from the ground up and it's built on the right things, like I always have this term and, and, and Shane will, Shane will tell you like, like, I'm you know, I, I badger this term um, all the time. Like, like I just always repeat it, but I call it the pure point. And I have this, you know, I have this place in my mind and my soul, like it's called the pure point. And like, it's where like all honesty is, you know what I'm saying? And and I always would tell Shane, like, yo, man, like, as long as we come from that pure point from, from the core, you know, like, that's going to be the thing. Like, that's going to be it. Like honesty, you know, vulnerability, um, you know, and, and not, not chasing nothing, just being like fully expressing how we feel and like what we feel and like how we hear music and just make like truly make what we want before, you know, thinking industry first or like what's the sound out or like how can we sound more like this, this MC or like what effects are they using? Like we don't do any of that stuff. Like we just cook it like gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like Shane and like, we'll be like, yo, you want to sesh? All right, cool. I'll link up. And then we're in Philly, you know, in a basement digging records. Well, that's, that's some of the best we, music is from people like like you guys that are just they're making it because that's what they want to do. Like they just love making it and they love hearing it. That's it, man. Like, whether and like they're broke or or have a million dollars, like that's they're going to be doing the same thing. Totally. I mean, we're very abundance mindset too. You know, I I think that Shane and I we would have no problem being in front of twenty thousand people rocking a show. You know what I'm saying? Like that's. And, and if you, if you were to ask me like my honest visions that I have in my mind, like, like I see, 
I've always seen myself with a mic in my hand with in front of 20,000 people, like 30,000 people. I, I don't know why, like, and that, that is mad far fetched. And that's not like, like maybe, maybe far fetched, but a lot of things that I've accomplished are far fetched in my mind previously too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, you just, you, you just you, never know. You definitely you know, like paid your dues and put in the work and, and have the, you know, high quality music for it. But before I forget, I got to um, say this. Um, I went to New Jersey, not New Jersey, uh, Philadelphia a few years ago. And uh, I went for a weekend. I checked out everything I could. Like, it's it's a sick city. It's it's really cool. Nice, but, man. Next time you go, funny, we'll go together. What's funny is I was walking out of this building, and all of a sudden there was thousands of people riding their bikes naked down the street. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was in September, I think. And I guess they do that every year for, like, a charity That bike event. life. Oh, oh, oh! It was like it was like like pedal bikes, like yeah, bike, like, like a bike. What it was the nude, what the nude biker, the nude biker parade? Is it? We have that too in Philly. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> everybody's like naked. Everyone, all these dudes naked. Some of them had socks on. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, that's every year. But it went it's on hilarious. For like five or ten minutes, like it never stopped. It felt like it's the best. It's the best photo op you could you could imagine. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Dude, Philly's Philly's great, man. It's, it's just a cool it's, place. It's, it's definitely thing. crazy and, and like has a a certain yeah. energy to it. Yeah, it's very wild. You know, I mean, the the city was ba- built on you know rebels and poets. You know, what I'm saying and 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 wise people and and inventors and you know everybody that. Philly Philly has a lot of contributors and detractors, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of the beauty of Philly is the contributors that breathe soul into that city, you know what I'm saying? And like it just has its own flavor. I've been to a bunch of different cities. Philly just got its got its own life, you know, it's got its own soul to it for sure. Yeah. For sure. I'm very proud to be be from that area. You know, it's not the easiest place to to come up around, you know. Yeah. So um I just thought of this. It just popped in my head. I have to ask. I was wanted to go on to another question, but so since you're from Philly, um, if someone was going to get a cheesesteak, would you recommend they go to either of those two famous places or somewhere else? Man, I I don't know, man. I I I'm like I'm a I'm a depends on the day cheesesteak guy. You know what I'm saying? Like there's times there's times where I want to bust a Geno's. Like there there's many drunk nights where I'm like hell yeah, I want to I want a Geno's because they got. They got the dope cherry peppers there and the, the the hottest fucking hot sauce you could ever put in your mouth. And sometimes I just want and and their cheese fries in the cup are, you know, yeah, they're fire. You got the good root beer. But like and then there's times where like, you know, I want my stomach to fall apart and go to gyms on south and just like be <laughs> drunk out there and have a have a drunk ass. Or just or I'll just go to Ishka Bibbles, you know, and just be rebellious and, and not do any like the super, super famous spots and just do the local shit and I don't know. You know what I mean? It's it just, it really depends on the day. If I want, if I want heavier onions and a certain flavor, I'll go to a certain place. You know, if yeah. I want more meat at a so place, like I'll go to better than the others. Nah, I think I, for me, it's, it's the day, but I think that's the difference between like when you're in Philly, you don't, yeah, it's just you like just an eat, everyday thing. You could go there you just eat cheese. Yeah. Cheesesteaks are daily food. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you want to do? Oh, you want to do cheesesteaks again? All right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not like, yo, I need this super special cheesesteak from this one place. It's not like you're visiting. You yeah. know what I mean? Cheesesteaks is everyday food where we're from. So everywhere is banging. Like there's if you make a whack cheesesteak in Philly, you're gonna know about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like cats cats will just tell you right away, like, I'm not I'm not eating at your place because you suck. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they'll just tell you straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, before we get off Philadelphia, it's definitely like a, one of the sickest cities for like 
looking at historical stuff, like all the Ben Benjamin Franklin yeah, stuff is crazy. Dope architecture. Yeah. Our bridges are, are pretty wild. That bridge, um, you, you said you did the video on is, is crazy when you first formed. Yeah. Ben, Frank, ben Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun, man. That was like my boy Amir's like first, first wing in it at, at making so you're videos. On the bridge, like on that was fun the sidewalk and it, there's just cars going yep. by everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, so so the sidewalks raised uh, about 20 feet above the cars, So you can look down on, you know, you look down onto the cars. I'll, I'll show you the link to, to the video. Yeah, you can like check it out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Just janky, janky old school video. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not janky, not janky. Sorry, Amir. I don't mean to say it like that. But you know what I mean? Like HD wise and quality wise, you know, what I mean, fidelity wise. But we had a blast, man. That was that was our first video we put out. I would expect that. You know, we'll, we'll probably we'll probably have some some pretty legit visuals, you know, for the next wave of of Jersey music that we put out. You know, that'll that'll be in the works. I'm excited for that, and we've matured a lot, yeah. you know, over the years. So I'm really I'm really excited for the uh, for the next stuff we put out. For well, sure. Let's jump into the complexity. Yeah. This album just yeah. dropped, and um, Big O is he's actually overseas. Mm. So yeah, my my man Orlando was beating this guy, Big O. Shouts to shouts to O. What up, O? He 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 was living in the United States before. He's only been over there for a couple years, but yeah, O is um O is originally from I believe Alabama, and uh, it was pretty crazy when when I first came home from from Jersey, and I was I was you know. I was doing the LA's finest stuff, and I came home to Jersey, and I was I was signed with Sand and Son, and I was just doing solo stuff as P Rob. Um, I was really shopping for beats a lot. So I, I would spend a lot of time and this is like, I'm still making my own, I'm, I'm still making beats just for, you know, just cause I like to create and, and Shane and I hadn't really run into each other yet. Uh, maybe we just started talking to each other again, but we weren't really making thorough beats. Like we weren't, we were just starting to make beats. And, uh, and so I was shopping around on sound, sound click a lot. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was shopping around on SoundCloud. I think SoundCloud was out at the time. And, uh, and I was just kind of shopping around for different producers that I really vibed with. And I think I might've found, O on, uh, I think I might've found O on SoundClick. And I think I just DM'd him. I was just like, yo man, like, I like your steez. Like, like I really, and, and I think at the time, man, he might've had like four beats posted, you know what I'm saying? Like he had nothing. Like we literally met each other at the beginning man. and, uh, I probably had a little more experience in the industry than, than he had at that point for sure. But, um, Oh, was just starting out, man. And he had some beats and then he ended up going to Orlando and went to full sale and, uh, crushed it over at full sale. And he just continued to, to progress and make music. And I think he, he took a job over in, uh, in Germany, if I'm not mistaken, and ended up going overseas. And really when, when, when O left the States and went overseas, he just caught this, like, Oh, Oh, has from the time that I saw him hit, like having several beats online to, to like, Every it was almost like every week he was adding new music, you know. Every, every every other month he was he was dropping a new. It seemed like a, you know a new a new beat tape or like every six months he he had a new project and he was just dropping beats all in between that too. And so O has always been moving, and him and Shane's style is actually very similar. Um, when when if if you were to compare him him and Shane as far as like their boom bap chops. Um, they're very similar and they, they're both kind of similar natured people as well, which is really interesting that I, that I really enjoy working with them too, primarily. Um, but O, o and I made a couple cuts. We, we talked a, a little bit about an album early on, but we never, it never melded. Shane and I were busy doing our thing. 
And uh, so, so O and I actually had a couple of singles that we just dropped, you know, just to see if it was a good marriage to make a song together. And everybody really adhered to the, uh, to the, the couple songs that we made. And we just stayed mad cool over the years. You know, we just stayed mad cool, you know, it's, you know, giving props on, on each other's music, you know, just, just fellowshipping and, and having good musicianship, which is mad important, you know, in the game and, and, what better thing to make than to make music with your, your real friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are, these are right. my family. These are my real homies. Like Shane's mom, I kiss her on the cheek and tell her I love her. You know what I'm saying? Like that's mom Dukes, you know, like these are my family. So, um, which is kind of why I keep it condensed like that. Anyway, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to rock on 20 different producers beats all the time. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I like to keep, keep it in my family, especially when they're that talented. Why not? You know, but, um, yeah, man. Oh, oh, and I just stayed mad cool through the years. And uh, we several years ago, like four years ago, you know, we had this out. We we I think we ended up recording a song and then we just loved the song. And then after that, we were like, yo, like, why don't we just do an album, man? Like, like let's do it. And uh, a lot of life happened um, since we, we initiated the, the idea of doing the album. At first, it was kind of fun. You know, we he sent me, you know, a dozen beats or so picked out like 10 beats. And a lot of them were more like rap beats, you know what I'm saying? There were, there were more like rap songs and, and just kind of more beats than, than, um, than music, me, like more musical, you know what I'm saying? Like just more like boom bapish yeah. kind of stuff. And then a lot of life happened, man. Like my, my brother went away. Um, you know, my, you know, my mom, my mom started taking, uh, you know, cancer medication and all these things happen, man. All this real life stuff happened. Um, you know, to me during the, the course of the, the development of the album. And so as life was going on, O, o would say, Hey man, I got a new idea for, for the, this track that we were going to do. Let me show you the new beat. And I would listen to both beats of the old song and the new song. And I'm like, all right, man, like, like the new beat sounds a little experimental, but like, let's ride with it. I'm kind of feeling it. And we actually swapped out probably half the album um, during the time we recorded it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there was just, we swapped out tons of different beats and then ended up with the nine tracks that we have now. But over the the four years that it took to record the album, which is hilarious because if you lock me in a studio with no, you know, with no uh, distractions, I could probably get an album done in a week, you know, like actually a good album done in a week. But um, cause I, I, I feverishly write, like I, I love to work hard, like on the spot and write rhymes on the spot. That's how I learned with the LA's finest guys. You know, I wrote right in the studio. Hmm. Uh, but, um, but it took four years, man. It was a lot of ups and downs. You know, we almost pulled the plug a couple of times. Um, there was definitely a few times where there was, there was some frustration between, between O and I, and O was getting frustrated, you know, just me being dodgy and, and just not, not stepping up and, and getting it done. But, you know, I was, I had a lot of trauma um, these last four years going into that album and, and, you know, God, God has perfect timing, man. He like, he knew, he knew when to release it and, uh, and how to speak through me, man. And, and like, I, I really feel like the, the album's anointed, you know, it's a bit different. It's, it's something's different about it. And I think it was the whole process that, that it took to, to actually complete it was more like a marathon man it wasn't it wasn't a sprint to get an album pressed up and it, it was it, it was never intended to be a dope album you know what i mean like it like that phrase like like oh shit that's a dope album like it was never yeah. like it, it was never meant to be a dope rap album it's 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 like my journal you know what i'm saying it's a very vulnerable piece mm -hmm. of me that this album is is pretty vulnerable piece of me yeah for sure 
Definitely a big shout out to Big O. Um, he's he's o. sent me a lot of tracks for the show recently uh, in the time he's that amazing. I've uh, talked to him on Instagram. Cool. So, him and Shane, man, they're both wizards, man. They, like, I, there's no no people I would love to to work with more, man. Like, like I just I love working with my own family, man, and like they're both wizards, man. They they really are, dude. They they deserve every success in music, man. Because when you see them work in, in real real life, you know they're gifted. They're both gifted people for so sure. Would you say you have a? Is there a track that stands out as your favorite Big O beat, <clears throat> whether it's on your album or not? Man, uh, that's a great question, man. I was not ready for that question. Oh, oh, like by now has a crazy catalog, man. It, it's I don't even I can't I wouldn't even have a favorite song, honestly, man. Honestly, like he's, he's got, you know, he's got simultaneous projects going on with, uh, with my man Lou from, from New York shouts to Lou. Um, we got a, a single coming out, um, next month. I think it's like March 6th or something like that. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but Lou's super dope. His, his timbre is like a uh, big L big L's style of voice, man. He's, he's definitely a New York rapper. He's, he's super lyricist, but he's dope. And then, uh, so that that song uh, Avenue of the Aspects is coming out. That that's I actually now that you asked that question, is that's that, probably uh, one of my my favorite songs. Is that his and album? not not because I'm Avenue on it, of but the aspects. Yeah, yeah. It's well, it's uh, Lou's Lou's second album from from him and O is coming out soon. Um, I'm I'm not sure their exact drop date, but I think I think it's like March March sixth. I think the the single is coming out. Um, Avenue of the Aspects. I think that might be the follow up single on on the album. But uh, Lou's super crazy. And then O's got another project with Loki Loco from the West Coast, who's super dope. And, yeah, I, and, I got a song of, of his from. Yeah, uh, if you mess with any, that's that's definitely like that. You know, cruising down PCH music, man. Like that, that's all super dope. Like shouts to Loki. Um, like uh, O's got tons of stuff, man. He's got like I don't know what's on his bandcamp. It's like twenty something projects. I mean, he's 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 definitely put in a lot of work, man. He's he's consistently creating all the time i mean all the time you know yeah um so on the album is there anything that that you're really proud of or is something that you don't want people to miss like people listen to these albums you know like while they're working or working out or you know uh, yeah with the streaming, passively listening listen to it. it like when they're doing other things is there anything people should uh pay extra attention for that you don't want them to miss yeah i think um one of the one of the initial accomplishments that that's definitely more of a personal milestone because from my friends and, and people that know me like haven't really <laughs> they they haven't uh they haven't given me props on this point hello hey and we're back. Yep. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> yeah, no worries, man. No worries. Um, uh, yeah. Where so, was I? Uh, well, you were talking about uh, something you don't want people to miss. On oh the yeah, album. yeah. So yeah, man. Shit. Like that. That was really a nod for you know to to Will Smith for for my grandmother. You know what I mean. My grandparents are are devout Christian man, and I started really thinking about it. And shouts to Rakim too, man. Rakim, one of my my best mentors, man. Like you know. Yeah, he's one of my favorite MCs just talking about cursing and, and, and music, man. And like, you know, being a believer myself and the Lord, you know, I try to follow, you know, a, a righteous path, man. And like, I could feel the energy projecting when I would curse man in, in my music. And I was like, yo, like if like, 
and, and I'll never knock, you know, I curse like a sailor. Yeah. Like obviously I've cursed on this podcast, you know, I try to watch that too, but it's just something about the energy of that, man. And I really wanted to, at the end of the day, you know, not have a parental advisory sticker plastered on the front of it. That meant something to me for me to pour my heart out on something and, and not curse, man. It, it just kept the purity to me. And that's just kind of like a weird little personal milestone that, that nobody's really garnered or paid attention to, or, you know what I mean? Which is dope. Like, like I love it. It's like an Easter egg. You that know what is I'm saying? a cool idea because I've, I've even mentioned it to people because then you can play the, the album anywhere. Like you don't have to worry about totally universal, know, man. A radio version. Yeah. Exactly. And I, and I always felt like I can be poignant and get my point across with the intensity without having to curse too. And, and so I wanted to write bars that were no filler you know, like, like there's no filler on the album. Like if you dissect any bar, like I can explain it and there's no, like, just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to rap, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I just wanted, I just wanted substance, man. And I felt like if I put myself in a more narrow parameter that, that I would, I would, you know, put forth more effort in, in the substance part of it and not just be like all right well the f word sounds dope here so i'm just going to say it here because it sounds cool you know what i'm saying or it's more right. it's more punctual it's it's just more more potent you know like yeah sometimes it can be more potent but i would just redevelop the bar if i felt like cursing on a bar i would just redevelop the whole bar and it just made me work harder you know what i'm saying so i really uh i'm happy about that but so yeah man a favorite it, song on the album it's it's funny, man. There's a couple experimental songs on the album. Enjoy the Ride has definitely been a standout uh, cut, which is really funny because it is more of an innocent track. Um, I feel like you could like put that song on like a commercial. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just more of like I'm, we made that song for like the B boys and the B girls, and I think that the fact that we made it to dance to makes me really happy to be in hip hop and for people to want to dance to a song. And, you know, I performed it the other night in Haverhill and when people heard the beat, they adhered to it and they, they were, they were, they were messing with it. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, like the song works, like it makes people want to come together. And that's what it's, you know, it's called it. Enjoy the ride. So, so that song's fun. And I, and I think that that's kind of a cool, different type of song. It's not the typical instrumental that I, that I would rock on, you know what I'm saying? So um, some of these songs really became more musical you know, and there's a lot of times like you could, you can make a rap song, but not be super musical, you know, but some of these songs, they're, they're just, there, there's a little more melody. Um, oh, really came off the hinges with, uh, with creating environment sonically, you know, and I feel like the album really takes you to a certain place. And, and, you know, I really, the, the album cover is the, the music pulse going into a kaleidoscope of color. And, and, oh, and I drew the album art too. Shouts to the bug out too. bug out helped edit it and oh, uh, th through his cartoon skills on there. But yeah, I drew, the, I drew the album art with uh colored pencil and uh, that's, that's just my style of art. And, uh, and it's just supposed to be an image of like basically the music pulse going into my mind, my heart. And that's it's a really good idea. It's a kaleidoscope in there, you know, and I just no parental advisory, just keep the, the album cover nice and clean, you know, and, and it's what you see today, you know what I mean? But so um, can you explain the um the title of the album real quick? The complexity? Yeah. The, the the complexity, like like I said, man, I was going through a lot of uh different, you know, different life experiences and, and like I've I've dealt I've sustained like some pretty major traumas throughout my life and um, you know, in and out of the military and uh just been through a lot of different things and like 
it's kind of crazy because I feel like at my age, like I've lived over like three times already. I'm an old soul. Like I'm not like I've never felt like I'm from here, you know, and I've gone through all these life experiences and I just realized like how complex life is, you know, and like these experiences and, and not only how complex the situations are, but how we react to them and how we get through them and, and how we heal from them and, and overcome things. And like, that's a whole complexity within itself is like, how are you going to attack this issue? Or like, how are you going to solve these problems? You know, the problems exist. That's mad complex in itself, but you know, how are you going to overcome and, and what are you going to do about it? And then spirituality, you know, in life too, like I'm a spiritual cat and, and I feel like I have a certain prophetic like anointing on, on me. And I felt like that since I was a kid, I was called to preach when I was, I was 14 years old, like 14, 15 years old, like, like to, to do God's work. And like, I have a certain anointing on, on me that I've always felt like in my whole life. So you know, I have these spiritual complexities that I deal with too. And I, I know a lot of people around me do. So just the complexity of life, you know, it's, it's not all one color, you know, and that's, that's kind of what the, the album art represents too, you know, and, and to me, like music's been my pulse and inside my mind and my heart is mad complex is, is mad, you know, but I'm a simple man, just like common said, you know, it's simple man drawn off complexity. Like, you know, by nature, I'm, I'm a mad, simple person. I don't need much, but as far as like how I process this life and everything that's going on around us gets mad complex in my mind, you know, because I'm trying to, um, you know, I'm trying to contribute while I'm here too. not, not only just survive and, and, and figure it out, but also thrive and contribute and lead at the same time as well, you know? So it's, it's mad complex to be a responsible person in this world sometimes, you know, and that's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's, that's kind of really good. Good explanation. I, I like that. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, yeah, that's where it comes from, man. Yeah, I want to be respectful of your time. I have a lot of questions. Um, still, yeah, we can definitely I'm, do a part I'm, two. At some yeah, point. I'm just, as, as, as whatever's good for for you, your time allocation, man. I'm I'm straight, dude. I'm. Do chilling. you have any um, projects that we can watch for in 2021? 2021, I would I would definitely say um, there's a really strong chance. You know, it, it, Shane and I get getting busy. You know, there's definitely a strong chance that it, that another J Delf project is going to come out. Um, me, me and, uh, one of my really, really good friends I grew up with, um, Armani rain, who's, I, you know, I suggest anybody look him up and he's, he's a monster, but there's a possibility that, that the boys, you know, that grew up together might, you know, might cook up on something, you know, we, we never know that's kind of hush, but, um, you know, we might do something for fun and then, uh, who knows, man, maybe, oh, and I, you know, I, I have a couple my and, and DC too, DC and I have. I would have, love to hear that. Um, at, I was I was thinking that before we started the interview, I'd love to hear you over at DC. Shouts to the man. What up, DC? Um, DC to the Midi Alien. So so uh, D and I were talking recently, and you know we thought it'd be a really dope thing. To, I I feel like 2021 might be like a, a a string of like six song EPs from from me. Anything that I'm involved with, I, I think that I, I want to be nimble and do a bunch of different flavors because I, I was saturated in, in the complexity for so many years uh, mentally that, you know, and it's very, uh, you know, it's very introverted in, in a certain way, or it's, it was just very um, introspective in, on a, and, and maybe not so much reflective on the album being too introspective, but for me and the experience of creating the album, I was always introspective. I was always like in my mind, like I, I took no, 
really no influence from anything external. You know, I kind of buried myself for four years in my mind and didn't tra track any trends or do anything. Like I just created from my core. And uh, I was very introspective uh, emotionally during that album. So I think that now I'm, I'm kind of ready for a purge. Like I kind of want to flex a little bit and have fun and, you know, you know do some alter ego st style stuff. So I think, I think for 2021, you, you'll see some six song EPs come out, some, some nice, uh, some bangers. And, and I would definitely like to do uh, a wave of harder stuff and then a, a wave of some experimental stuff. So I, I think just being nimble in 2021, just showing, showing more dexterity and, and uh, just, just making fun projects for 2021. I'm not going to take it too serious, man. I just want to do I think that sounds good. Do some visuals, do some dope videos. You know, that's something that we've, we've always slacked on. So I, I want to get some visuals done and, uh, and put out some dope shit. You know, I think DC and I will, will do something crazy and uh, you know, maybe do, do like a collab mashup, get some other new England cats on, on a track, you know, we'll do yeah. some fun stuff, man. Yeah, nothing, uh, nothing in stone as of right now, though. Not, not nothing as in, in stone today. So, so, um, do you have any anywhere that you have music people can find besides on streaming with the two albums that we talked about tonight? Uh, as far as like, as far as like older hardware, stuff, I, I mean, uh, on on the Jersey Delphins Bandcamp, you know, we we have like the the hard soul basement music. I mean pretty much what you see is what you get. We, we have, like I said, we have a lot of stuff on stash, but as far as, um, you know, the, the band camp pretty much covers us. Um, there's, there's no other hidden sources, you know what I'm saying? Anything that we have, um, that's out is, is available on digital distro, but the, the hard soul basement music, that's that album's free. You can just download it and, and peep it. And, um, you know, Shane, Shane, uh, goes by Shane great. So if you guys hear him, um, he goes by Shane great. He's from Philly. Check him out. One of the, the illest producers I know. Um, he's got a SoundCloud and, uh, and big O the producer who produced the whole complexity album shouts to big O. Um, you know, like I said, he's got like over 20 projects, I think out on his band camp. And I think he's got his whole catalog for sale right now for like, you know, 40 bucks or something like that, but you can get his entire catalog of music for, for pretty cheap. But, um, yeah, man, there's really no other, you know, hidden sources. We're on Bandcamp, we're, you know, and anything that we have on digital distro is already put out. Um, there's really, you know, there's no hidden gems there. All right. Well, um, I want to ask one more question, but first, um, do you want to give any shout outs or let people know where they can find you online? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I on, on Instagram, it's just P-R-A-W-B, so P-R-A-W-B. And then, uh, you know, I go by P-R-A-W-B if you just Google me. Um, you know, I'm on SoundCloud and, uh, let's see, Facebook is, is back forward slash P R A W B. Um, I'm, I'm one half of the Jersey Delphians, J E R Z A D E L P H I A N S the Jersey Delphians. Uh, it's P Rob and Shane great is, is part of that duo. Check out the complexity album, um, on all, all, uh, all platforms except for iTunes right now. Cause they're slacking, but it's available on digital distro distro. It's called the complexity. Oh snap. We just hit 15 last night on Amazon's top 100 new hip hop albums That's that dropped. Too. Yeah. It's pretty bananas, man. So we're super excited, man. Um, yeah, that's about it, man. That's about it. We don't have a, a website drop right now, but uh, I'm sure at some point that that'll be something for 2021 for, for the Jersey Delphians too. I'm sure we'll, we'll get a landing page for our music. All right. Yeah. Well, I like to end the show on a positive note because a lot of podcasts have helped me out over the last like five or six years. And so um, 
basically like if anyone out there is having a rough time and they just feel completely hopeless and they're not sure what to do with their life to take any steps in the right direction and, you know, and make some improvements, what would you recommend to them? Hmm. Wow, man. That's a good question, man. That's like a Sean Evans level question off, off hot ones. Um, <laughs> let's see. I would say, I would say in life, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you, especially when you're jammed up, the best thing that you can do, number one is, is to pray and just ask, ask God to come into your life and, and God to come into your heart and, and guide you number one. And, and that's like, I'm, I'm not ambiguous about that at all. I'm like dead ass serious. Like God is a supernatural God and he can literally come in and permeate the molecules around your life and change your path and, and he will illuminate you. So that's number one, but the, the tangible, you know, socially acceptable uh, answer would be, you know, applicable one and, and still sincere is I, I think in life, it's all about um, taking a look at the levers, the buttons, the knobs that are right in front of you and working what's right in front of you. What's like all the materials that you have right in front of you, the pile of material that you have, what you know, what you don't know, the, the, the tangibles that you have, the assets that you have or don't have, whatever the situation may be, like do everything that you can with all the power that you can with everything that you have. And then that's when things will pop. And, and momentum will start and, and things will manifest because you're setting action into motion. Like this, this, this life is like water and, and you have to push the water to make the water move. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it, it, it'll never, it'll never, the things that you want to manifest, but if you take no action will never manifest and your mind controls your projection and what you see and what your life becomes. So if you sit stagnant, and you, you projecting these dreams, but you're not taking any action, then what you'll think about is all the things that you're not doing. And then that will manifest. And that's how negative outcomes manifest. Negative happenings happen all the time, but the, the full outcome, the full story, if you persevere and stay positive and, and stay working the levers and the buttons and the knobs that are right dead ass in front of you, and you're taking action, that's when things are going to pop in your life and weird stuff will happen. And that's how God works. He wants to see you put it into motion and then all, all the resources will come on the way, not first. And then you step forward. You got to step forward first with everything that you have and put your heart into it. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when, that's when things will pop man. and be honest, you know what I'm saying? Be honest with yourself and, and, and be honest with the man in the mirror, man. That's the best advice I can give him. That's a great answer. Thank you very much for that. No doubt. And, um, Thank you for these these two great albums that you put out. Um, Thank you, bro. Thank you. Really good to hear this stuff. Thank you. um, You know, we need we need you guys out there to to share it and to you know and to give us a voice, man. We we appreciate you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, we'll definitely do a part two in like whatever six or eight months or whenever whenever you feel like getting on again, we'll we'll have another round. There you go. That's a good hard date to drop the next uh, project then. <laughs> we'll just line that up. All right. Craig, man, Thanks I appreciate lot, you, bro. So much love, man. Yo, shouts to everybody out there, man. P Rob, check out the complexity album, man. Appreciate you guys doing it for hip hop, man. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Thank you very much. Peace, bro. Peace, man. Peace. The, 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 the.
the, 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 the Craig Crozier Podcast. Podcast.